Welcome to Well Played Podcast, a podcast on all things playful and joyous. We are committed to bringing you all there is to know about playful learning and teaching. Today I'm joined by Adam Bold, and Adam and I are going to be discussing the topic of trying new things out because, well, life is just better that way, right? Yeah. So, Adam, why don't you introduce yourself? Uh, you've been on the show before. I love having you as a guest, So, but we have new people listening all the time, so introduce yourself. So, I'm Adam Bold. I'm a middle school genius hour teacher and tech integrator, and I now have a YouTube channel that I'm trying to get going, Ingenious Edu. So, giving that a shout out this time to try to get some, scrub up some uh, following there. So, yeah, <laughs> I love it. Um, that's really kind of on point for what we're talking about today, right? Trying new things. Uh, Adam has been sort of the topic of conversation before on this channel, where we we chatted about getting you to start a YouTube channel. You said you wanted to do it, and it sort of took a while but here we are it is it is live people you can follow uh his youtube channel and we'll link that down below but uh let's let's dissect that a little bit what what made you want to try one and then ultimately like what got you to over the hump yeah so i wanted to try it because the blog thing wasn't really my speed sitting down and writing and putting my thoughts out that way was just didn't appeal to me. I tried to do it on a handful of occasions and I just couldn't get the flow going. And I like the video process. Just talking is a lot more natural for me. So I wanted to try that vlog. Um, my holdups were kind of that like sense of imperfection and wanting things to be perfect. But once I kind of finally just took that jump and was like, you know what, I'm gonna make, I'm gonna make it happen. Um, it started, it just kind of was like, I'm just going to throw it out there and hope for the best and keep working on the craft and making, get it to where I want it through the process of actually doing it. I think that's like a great way to say it, that I'm just going to keep working at the craft, right? Cause we learn so much. We talk about this all the time in our classrooms. We learn so much from failure. Uh, yet if we're going to like work on it, work on it, work on it till it's perfect, like we're never going to put anything out there and th thus we're never going to really learn from what it's like to have something out there, to have a deliverable, you know, something's got to be finished uh, before you can move on to that next thing and then learn in that process, like in the second round in the third round in the fifth round in the hundredth round. So right. um, kudos to you for, for putting out that, that, that first one. Um, and you run a genius hour, uh, genius hour uh, class. Yeah, so it's all about pushing kids to trying that new stuff and, like, getting the kids to, like, step out on that ledge. And I kind of – so this is my first year doing it, so I had two waves of students first semester and second semester. And second semester, I told my kids I was going to be making a YouTube channel. <laughs> I was going to be trying that new thing. And I had this one kid who's, like – that. he's that kid who, like, just pushes all your buttons and does all the things – and he was on me every single day. Hey, let me see your channel art. Is that video done? Like hey, hey. every day for the entire semester, just being like, Mr. Bold, you, you're making me make my channel. Where's your channel? Let me see your channel. Let me see your channel. And so like, I knew I had to have it done before, before the end of the school year, just so it'd be like, well, dude, I did it. <laughs> what I love is, I mean, what, what tenacity that that student had just to continue to like bring the best out and you get you to do it. Uh, is a reflection of what you also are doing 
for them, right? Like you're trying to get them to do their projects, think outside the box, you know, test their own limits. Um, it, it can be scary to sort of step out into that unknown a little bit. And, you know, when you're not certain what's going on or you're not certain how right. to do it, um, that fear of failure is a real thing. Um, yeah. I don't know if this is a perfect analogy, but it uh, it reminds me of a lot of times, we, we all know I like to play board games and people come over and then like, I'm like, hey, you want to try a game? And you you see it on their eye. They're a little like, but I don't, I don't know the rules. This. Like, am I going to be good or bad? And it's like, clearly I'm going to choose a game that's all right for you to like get into. And even if you lose, like, who cares? Like, we're just, we're just, right. but like, it's ingrained in us that like, we want to, we want to be prepared. We want to like know what we're going to do, what we're getting into. And, um, that can, that can really like derail us trying new things. Yeah. And I think like, I think as adults, it's so much harder for us because we, we know like that gravity of what failure is, right? Like kids, like there's that safety net of the teacher who's there to catch them or the parent or whoever it might be. Whereas adults, like we know what stakes are, like have that real good understanding of what the stakes are. And like, I just going back to that YouTube channel, like I can't make a fool out of myself because I make like portraying it as a professional channel for like of who I am as a teacher. But like, you just like, you got to take the chance because as long as you're doing it for the right reasons, like there's what's the worst that can really happen. But that like innate, like fear of consequence, I think. Is yeah. I think like you said too, though, most of the time where we, we generate these sort of, I don't want to say excuses, but like, maybe like protection mechanisms, right? Like we want to like yeah. protect ourselves from that failure. So we come up with reasons we can't do it. And and thus we didn't fail because like, oh, but I have this and I have that and there's no way I could fit yeah. that in, right? Um, but ultimately, like you said too, I think in the end, not much bad could come from from really trying anything new, whether it's like YouTube or I always talk on here too about like I love to cook and just trying a new recipe. Like it's not... Worst case scenario, like you're gonna have frozen pizza tonight. Like, right? That's that's it. That's the worst thing that's gonna come from a, a, a misstep there. And on your YouTube channel, like, uh, some of the places I I go for some inspiration and some some guidance in YouTube. I've watched other how to start YouTube videos and all this other stuff. And one thing they always say is like, right now when your channel's small, like, how many people are watching? This this is the time to to put out. 50 videos because like you you're gonna learn with each video and right your, your like market's not very large right now so like get all those kinks worked out now so that when you start having you know 100 followers 200 followers 300 followers that you start putting out you know that polished product that you wanted from day one right yeah that, that makes sense yeah yeah so in your in your class like what was it like when you got to say to your that that student like boom it's out he well he made me project it to the entire class he was, <laughs> like, he, he was like put it up on the projector like like i called him over and i was like look look here it is and he's like that's awesome mr bolt show everybody why are you just showing me and so like we projected it to the whole class and everyone watched that first youtube channel and like that all of a sudden like it made that it made it real to the kids that i was also doing a genius hour project they saw a product that I produce and that's something that 
I like I'm always gonna do from this point forward with this genius hour class is I'm always gonna have that project that I'm working on alongside of them to show them that I'm in the work with them. And I think that like that just made it that much more real for them that it's not just me saying, go take a risk, try something you want to do. I'm also doing it too. And so it's going to be something I continue to do with them. But I think just being real with the kids to make them feel comfortable taking risks. That's awesome. I mean, what I mean, what a good lesson I think for all of us. Uh, I'll say I'm not a genius hour teacher. Uh, for those that are new to the channel, I teach sixth grade world history. That's my that's my bread and butter. I do some elective courses at my school, but that that's the big thing. Um, and even my sixth graders, I'll say, really have loved knowing that I was doing this this YouTube channel. And I and I know this episode's not all about YouTube, but that was sort of my my goal this year was to sort of put that out and do that. And, you know, every time kids saw the camera out and me recording, it was a, it was a positive thing because it was like, they felt like their teacher was learning with them. Their teacher was taking a risk. Like, I guess I was living up to all the things that I tell them to do. Uh, And it was just, I don't know, it was powerful. So, you know, doing that thing in front of students, whatever it is, uh, you know, you want to write more, you want to read more, you want to blog, like you know, when the kids are working and you're not having a monitor, like take a moment to just say like, I'm working on my blog post or when you watch out at recess and you say like, Hey, I I posted my blog post today. Like let, let them know that your growth is happening. I think that's so huge. Yeah. Like there's no reason to keep it a secret from them what you're doing. Right. Like I even talked to my students, like some of my students are with their photography or their art that they're doing. They're trying to get themselves out there on Twitter because, the eighth graders are just now old enough to be doing that stuff and i'm like look i'm on twitter too i use it for teaching and things like that but like it is a tool and just it makes everything like they can see and feel that value when you show them that you do it too it kind of validates some of that like oh like yeah i should do that or like yeah it's cool to do it just gives them kind of a sense of like people really do things that way yeah, that's good. That's a really good tip for like those older students, you know, and, and you modeling that you're using it professionally. Um, and just the deep, deep communities that are out there that I'm sure you could find equally on photography or videography as well. And, and a space for them to post it. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, what were some of the things like risks that you feel you've taken in the last few years of teaching, you know, just to, to widen it a little bit? Yeah. Um, so I think, so th- like I said, this genius hour class is new this year. That's probably the biggest risk I've taken um, in my whole teaching career. Cause I had to go to the board of education and be like, I don't want to teach social studies anymore. Give me this brand new class. that's never been done in our district and like, let me run with it and see how it's going. So I kind of put my, I put myself under a microscope a little bit because the board said yes, but they're like, uh, every year for the first three years you're coming and you're presenting to us is like prove to us that this is worth us keeping around. So um, just because it's so new and the idea of letting kids have so much freedom and so much choice and there's kind of a little bit of a connotation with a genius hour class that kids are just going to be sitting around hanging out. I really had to be super deliberate with that. I'm also just kind of putting myself out there like to present and to like share what I'm doing in my classroom, whether it was when um, I was doing the big gamification stuff with my social studies or now 
sharing what's going on with my genius hour class. It's definitely something that's a little bit outside of my natural comfort zone, getting up in front of other people um, and sharing that stuff. But I do think there's some value to it for myself and for the people who I can share what I'm doing. So those are kind of the big risks I've been working on lately. Nice. Um, what I liked in that story was just that taking those big risks, you know, you even put yourself under the microscope, but you were, you were willing to, to sort of step up and make this happen. And I think sometimes having that, uh, I don't know if oversight's the right word, but like accountability, um, can, can push us even more. Uh, this year I've done some, I call them five for five challenges. It's just you pick something you want to try to do with fidelity for five days in a row, whatever can be personal, can be professional. Um, and I know that sounds silly, but just that little extra step of accountability, like, Oh, I want, I want to try to do this for five straight days. Right. And I know that's just internal. No one is external watching me, but, uh, it, it really does help having that little accountability. So I'm sure in your own class, you were able to sort of, Maybe do, do a little extra step that might be be great in these foundation years, these first three years. Yeah, and like I knew, like, do like I I work better under pressure. I feel like so having that pressure of the board wanting to see results was definitely like a motivator for me because I was like, well, I can't fail, like or I can fail, but I can't totally just let it be like a disaster. Um, I have to be prepared and I have to be ready. Like that that helps me to like step up to the best of my ability. So like. I, I like having that accountability. And I think if you're going to take a risk, even if it's just like a friend who's holding you accountable or if it's somebody who you can lean on to be like, hey, like make sure I'm doing and hitting those goals that I set out to do, I think that helps make that risk more likely to be successful. Yeah. So you, so your biggest risk was, was this uh, whole class. That's huge. Yeah. Um, Another risk you've taken lately, I guess, was launching that YouTube channel here, which was awesome. Yeah. Oh. Um, any any other risks, may, maybe outside the professional realm? Um. So I like I decided I was going to go to grad school, um, and go for my admin license. Like I don't know if that's what I the route I want to go, but I just feel like I there's something inside of me that's called to that leadership. Um, and stepping up in that way so i was like i'm gonna just go for it and see how it goes and give myself that opportunity um going back to school wasn't necessarily something like a college wasn't necessarily like my favorite <laughs> thing in the world like class-wise and stuff like that i know as a teacher that's kind of weird to be like i'm not really a school person but um i just i don't know it it's a lot of work for me to like get in that mode write papers do the research and all that stuff so just doing that and then also the time commitment with the family. So taking the risk of like losing that time and making sure like what I'm spending that time doing is worthwhile and is going to be beneficial um, for me, for students, for everybody. And so far, I think I've grown pretty, pretty decently through the program, but it's just kind of continuing to like grind. Yeah. I mean, that can be tough going back to school because uh, the last time we were in school, it was different, right? I mean, we were either right. in college and um, even when I got my master's, it was right out of college. So I was still more used to this, you know, being in school. I didn't have a child at the time, you know, so 
yeah, that, that's that's a huge risk to 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 step up and reach for that. But um, you know, my dad. So originally, I think you know this story, but originally I was not going to be a teacher. I graduated. I was in my senior year with a philosophy and an advertising degree. And I said to my dad, like, ooh, I think I want to teach. And he's all like, well, why don't you just, like, finish this? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but, but then he said, why don't you see if you can volunteer, you know, somewhere in Milwaukee or, you know, do something. So I was I was able to find a place to try teaching for a little bit. And I absolutely loved it. And my, my dad said to me, like, look, why don't you find a place that will let you do that. And if if you're... If you love it, turn your life upside down. Make you know it's it's worth the effort. Uh, but this way, if you don't like it, you know you didn't like throw away money or time or whatever. Yeah. Um. And that 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 line of turn your life upside down because it's totally worth it has always stuck with me. You know, like we sometimes think, well, this this is this is who I am. This is what I am. And it's such a tiny slice. Like you have right. so many years to go. Like. I mean, to be honest, even if you're in the end of your career and you only have like 10 or seven years, seven years is a lot of time. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> like if you're not doing what you love, like step up, make the change. Like, yeah, that might suck. My uh, good friend of mine was a successful teacher, Adam Marino, great guy. Um, and he decided he kind of wanted to go the route of being a pastor and like make faith a bigger piece of his life, which it's always been a huge piece. But I mean, he could have said like, oh, you know, then I got to go back to school. I'm going to have to sell right. my house. Like, I mean, he had to make a ton of changes. But the way he looked at it is it's like a three-year timeout. Like, he still has 35 more years of work to go. Right. Like, <laughs> like, like, like when, you, when, you, when you put stuff in that perspective, right, like, why not take three years out of 35? Like, And yeah. like, I think a lot of time we get so stuck in that now, but like do do what you love like take yeah. like, you know what i mean like why why do things that like why do things that aren't making you happy and and if things aren't making me happy take that risk step out there explore yeah, like are you gonna are you gonna like continue to do the thing that only makes you moderately happy or maybe not happy at all for 35 right. more years because you didn't want to take a two-year three-year time out and right. that's like extreme i mean like he went back to school i mean like he 100 percent full-time school so you know, like you're doing it, like it might take you four years to get your admin license or something like that, but you didn't even have to make all of those sacrifices. You've had to work in a different time schedule, you know, right. there has been a sacrifice of, you know, some kid time, but like you're securing like a lifetime of possibilities. Right. Like the, like these, these next three years, like they they open doors that if I don't take that time, those doors never those doors can never open. Never like, open. They yeah. can't. Like you got to take the risk to make things happen. Like I think that's what it really comes down to, right? Like high risk, high reward. Like if you want things to pay off for you, you got to take chances. And not every chance is gonna. Not every chance works out. But you know, if you don't take the chance, it never has the possibility to happen. Yeah, and like. I don't know, like so much more is in our control than I think we, we believe. Like we, yeah. we like to say that, you know, we're just adrift and like, oh man, my life's not the way I want it. But like, you got to step up, you know, you got to make that change. Um, and when you do, 
when you try those new things, I, I think more often than not, it works out if your heart's behind it. Like if, if you want it, you will finish this degree. The only reason you won't finish this degree is if your heart's not, in it. you know, somewhere in the middle, you're like, I don't want to be an admin. Like taking a bunch really? of these classes, I don't like it. Yeah, then you won't finish. But it's not because the, the course is too hard or it's too expensive right. or that it's like too, too much time away from your family. Like those things will only become bigger boulders in your way if your heart's not in it. If not, you will find solutions and you will make it work. Right. And I think like, and I think like just kind of back to like my students and the class, like it's teaching them that like that life skill, right? If you want something, you just got to be willing to put the work in. Like I've got those eighth grade students who are like, I'm going to the NBA. And I've had that hard conversation with them. It's like, you want to go to the NBA? That's great. Like I'm all for it. I give you my full support, but you better be in that gym after school every day for five hours and before school for as long as you can possibly be taking shots, doing drills, working out, doing all the stuff that goes with it because you're going, you're shooting after a one in like 1 million dream. So if that's what you want, you've got to be willing to put the work in and not just hope that, you know, Oh, I'm really good. Like, let me pick up a basketball and I'm really good at basketball and I'm going to be in the NBA. Cause that's not, that's not how it works. That's not how life works with anything. Like, you don't become great at something just by hoping it falls into your lap. Yeah, like life itself is a skill. And like there's nothing in life that that isn't something that you could work at, hone, and be better at. So, you know, you want to be that NBA star. You want to be known coast to coast as an actress. Like that, that is going to take a ton of time. We all... Right have a shot at it. I mean, some of these things are out of our con full control, but like the only way to like, I don't want to say guarantee, but the only way we can like have a chance at it, as you said, is if we've at least put in the things that are, are in our control. You're not right. going to get there unless you've done your work. You still need that agent to see you. You still need that recruiter to see you. Like things have to fall in place. But if that recruiter comes and you haven't done your work, you're just going to look like an average high school basketball player. Right. And they're going to say, cool, why'd, why'd I come here? And, yep. and I think, and I think that's like, I think that's with everything. Like just, you got to be prepared for when the opportunity presents itself. And you know, it's just kind of, I'm a firm believer in that. Like everything happens for a reason, but I think you can make your reasons happen a little bit. Yeah. I also am like reminded, like as we talk about this, of the improv rule, and that is yes and. Like that in in improv, you you never you never supposed to like end somebody's like idea. So if you say like, "Well, man, there's a pink elephant," I'm not supposed to be like, "No, there isn't." Like I got to be like, "Oh my gosh, there's a pink elephant!" And did you see like behind them? There's like twelve raccoons following them. Like it's just yes and. And I think in life we far too often stop things from happening we we say i can't there isn't time i'm tired my favorite shows on netflix which by the way you could watch anytime it's on netflix <laughs> you can binge watch it one sunday and then spend the rest of your week doing whatever you want yeah so let's get in the habit of of doing that improv skill of saying yes and like when somebody offers you an opportunity like take it and i think by taking more of those opportunities more opportunities start to present themselves Right, yeah. You know, but it, yeah. it it's time, it's commitment, but if you have the drive, if you have the want, 
you really can really transform this philosophy could definitely transform your life. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like my head, my head spinning right now. Cause like, this is like that, like meta world I like living in with like this kind of stuff. But like, you just like, if you don't, like, like you said, everything takes time. Everything takes work. So like, why like, like, I don't know. Like it, like, um, Don Wittrick, when I heard him speak at USM Spark a few years ago, he really said something that like hit home for me. Is like, you can be the person who's consuming, or you can be the person who's creating, and which one gives you more value? And like, they both take time, but one one lifts you up, where one just kind of like keeps you sedentary, yep. and you're not doing anything. So like create or consume is kind of like that dilemma that comes into it, right? Like consuming is safe, right? Like watching Netflix at home on your couch is safe. Making a YouTube channel can be risky and scary. Like, but which one has an upside to it? Yeah. I mean, I like that, that consumer versus creator. Uh, It's in all of us, both of them. I mean, we can equally choose consumer and we can easily choose creator and obviously on some level you you have to be a bit of both because you also want to you want your creation portion to be inspired by some of the things that you have consumed whether that's literature netflix you know a walk in the park but you know you have to have some consumer time but what i think many of us could benefit by is expanding our creator time like i think that over the over time over the years we've gotten away from hobbies as things like cable tv netflix Hulu. Right. you know like entertainment has has become so cheap and easy to consume that you know i think i think people in my parents generation i mean i think of all of my mom's friends who have all sorts of like distinct hobbies from like quilting right. to like you know some some do like calligraphy and do like these awesome like handwritten notes to everybody like it's it's unbelievable and then like i think of our generation who I think likes to think we're all super creative and, but like we are such consumers. Right. And like, and like, I know like our generation, like, like we definitely fall into that, like the Netflix and all of that stuff. But like, I think giving kids the way to create is really important because they, they've been born into this world of just consuming, like whether it's Snapchat, YouTube, Netflix, whatever, like, they get so much stuff that they can just consume and like sit on the couch and literally stare at a screen for the entire night and get all new stuff for the entire night. Like we've got to give them opportunities to create because it's so easy to just sit and passively consume for them. Yeah. It's, I mean like you hit me right where it hurts. Like we gotta, we gotta try to like spin this for our kids and make, I don't know, make the drive towards consumption. And, and yeah. I guess on the flip side for both us adults and our kids, I want us to look at what are we consuming? Like, what are we filling our mind with? Because as I said, like echoes from our consumption is going to reverberate into our creation. So, you know, right. thinking about what we're filling our heads with so that when we consume and then we start to put things out, it's going it's going to be what we want to reflect from us right right yeah yeah like yeah. i can't believe it like the half an hour goes like that um Man, it's 
quick 30 minutes. I know, right? It's just, it's crazy. Uh, for those of you still listening, we're about to start Reflection Time. So Reflection Time for you new folk is where I'm going to say a quote, and Adam and I are going to just sort of do a riff on it and see what we, see how we feel towards this quote and what we talked about today. So here we are in Reflection Time. This is a Dr. Seuss quote, and I think it really does fit what we discussed today. It's, uh, it says, if you never did these things, you should. These things are fun, and fun is good. Yeah, like I feel like that's like what we were just talking about, right? Like consuming, like consuming is great, but creating, like your mind gets going, like your brain starts spinning, and like you have fun when you're creating, and like you should try it, like whether it's a vlog, whether it's a blog, whether it's art, photography, whatever, whatever, like you're driven to create, just just go out and create, and like the first iteration might not be like professional museum quality of whatever you're doing, but like keep striving for that. Yeah. I mean, and I have fun while you do it. You're right. I think you've summed it up like boom, try, 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 try new things, say yes more. You know, I think you're going to end up finding things you love. Will you love it all? No, but now you know, and you can kind of like start trying new things and I love it. So, and ultimately, have have fun while doing it um adam thank you so much for joining me today uh the well-played community is definitely better by having you in it and uh everybody out there we have a fun giveaway that we're running uh any of you that are going to be in chicago for isti we are giving away some tickets to a another conference that's happening the day before isti on June 23rd. It's called Badge Summit. Tickets are about 150 bucks. We have some tickets to give away here. Today's uh, chat, what I want you to do to try to enter is on the YouTube video that we put out for this, this podcast. We also always have a corresponding video. If you could post in the comments down below um, your best badge idea. Um, could be funny. Could be silly. This is a little apples to apples. Like could be hilarious badge to give out. Could be a serious badge you have given out in your class. But just post it in the comments below. I will look through those and contact you guys uh, for getting for getting a ticket into Badge Summit. I'm super excited to attend Badge Summit. It's going to be awesome. Everybody else, just um, continue to connect. Go on explorelikeapirate.com for other ways to connect. And uh, I can't wait to see you guys, hopefully at ISTE, introduce yourselves. We also have Summer Spark coming. There's all sorts of, so so many things. Uh, As always, I hope you guys have a good week and play on.